Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about the Eminence in Shadow which was uh, it was my choice. I know. Surprisingly, it's actually been a long time since I made a choice. This is this is my choice, and uh, yeah. But before that, we were talking about how Rick time traveled an hour, uh, some future plans and changes that we're kind of going to start doing here pretty soon. If you want to catch a part of that wider conversation, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month will get you access to that bonus content. And if you uh, want to, uh, you know, support us through other means, we do have affiliate links and everything like that for you in the show notes, uh, click on those links, purchasing something, using them. We do get a little bit of a kickback and it is very much appreciated. Also, uh, if you want to help support us by purchasing some of our own merch, you can go to shop.futuredanimepodcast.com and support us like that. As, and as always, all the information and everything like that, that you're looking for, you can go to featuredanimepodcast.com to get all the information. And now onto the meat and brotatoes, uh, the eminence and shadow. Came out in October 2022, ran all the way through February 2023. Uh, it's 20 episodes long. Couple producers for it are ATX uh, and Kotokawa. The studio for it is Nexus. It's based off of a light novel. The genres for it are action, comedy, fantasy, and isekai. Uh, so the Eminence in Shadow uh, largely revolves around uh, our main protagonist called Sid. And he is uh he has ha- always had this uh lifelong dream where he's wanted to be the eminence in shadow uh and uh he's been fixated on this ever since he was a kid even in our world to where he did everything he could to help elevate and escalate himself beyond that in this new world he is taking every opportunity to be able to be this eminence in shadow now and Unbeknownst to him, all the things that he's saying that he's doing and, 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 uh, in general, uh, just kind of like massaging everything to help suit his own reality while also at the exact same time having fun, doesn't realize that everything that he's saying is an actuality and is a reality without him really knowing that. And in this world, he truly is in a manner of speaking, the eminence in shadow. At least he becomes it for, for, all intents and purposes. Yes. Quite cool. Um, one of the biggest things in this show that I found interesting, um, the kid can't be wrong. So I don't know if he was isekai or if he just went to his version of heaven. Yeah, he was isekai Totally. Like, I understand. I, I, I get the words coming out of your mouth. But what I what I don't get is like the actual isekai version of it, because like, Okay, do you know what Isekai yeah, okay. technically means? Go to another world. Well, I mean, he went to heaven, I guess. That he would be another world, right? Re- reincarnation. It's like, that's what it means. It's being reincarnated. 
being reborn, being transported. There's, there is, it's not specifically saying you are teleported to a new world. Easter guide is being in, in a manner of speaking is reincarnated. And that's exactly what he was. He was reincarnated. And as you know, from the, from the beginning of, ep- or not the beginning, but in episode one, which took a drastic ch- change from how I felt like it was going to go in episode yeah. one, like, cause in episode one, you're focusing on uh, one particular person, a, a woman who's like kind of making her way through life. And they, she has her own monologue and they're focusing on her and everything like that. And then you have Sid who's this like background background character, but you also at the same time, you can kind of tell he's not because he drops a heavy bag. And when he drops his shoes inside the thing, you hit, have this abnormally large thump. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he was strength training like rock Lee for eat for sure. Oh yeah. And, uh, so when he is reborn, reincarnated or isekai with his consciousness, he still has his memories from everything as before. So that that never changed. Like he still remembers it all. Okay, I mean, I'll give you that, but I don't know. What I what I thought was going to happen obviously didn't happen. Um, but I thought in my mind that the isekai was him already that like with episode 1 I figured he was already isekai. I did I thought we wouldn't be able to see that. And we did. Yeah. For lack of a better way to put it, we definitely saw him isekai. Um, I do have a question with that and I want your honest opinion. Did he did he get isekai because he was stupid or like I don't know because there was a flashback where I, I kind of feel like he did it to himself. Look, you know what I mean. So they do flashback to when he was first trying to come to the, when he was first killed in the real world, which he was killed by a truck, and you find he out he was in the on. mountains, saying in, in the mountains training just focusing on magic because ultimately when it came down to it, there's always going to be, or always be something stronger. So it doesn't even matter if he's the strongest being in the whole world. Like if they dropped an atom he would be vaporized. And so his mentality was he wanted to become the bomb and he became so obsessed with becoming the bomb, the atom bomb. He started focusing on magic. And so truck coon came along and Granted his wish, <laughs> literally, <laughs> by isekaiing him into another world. Uh, so, that's that's what happened. Alright? So, he was he was isekai He was brought to another world. And as a result of his knowledge and everything like that that he had, he effectively influenced this current world drastically without meaning to. He became what he envisioned to be the best. On accident. It was awesome. I loved every second. Now, there was one kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a point of contention, but I personally felt like he should have came out and been the overpowered badass more times than he did. But when he did do it, I thought it was done tactfully and I thought it was done rather well. Um, However, well, the thing is, and here the thing is, mm-hmm. um, his whole purpose, and he, he always talked about this, it was like a key point in the monologue for him, or the dialogue for him, the majority of the time, is he would always say, like a good background character, or I gotta, I have to act like a good background character, or this is my moment to be the background character. Like, oh, this is main character energy happening, this is the main character here. His whole pur- purpose, and his whole reasoning, is 
that um, he wants to be the background character. And the purpose of an eminence and shadow is you have someone that's really, really powerful. The ult- the ultimate being that's behind everyone else pulling the strings. Like they're the ones that are truly influencing everything that's going on. And in a matter of mm-hmm. speaking, he is doing that. He, he is influencing everything happening. He is, you know, sharing his shadow knowledge, knowledge of shadows or whatever it is with the people <laughs> that he, sh- that he saves and they're taking it and running with it. And, and, it's funny too because when he when he runs across like certain things, it's like oh, this is like something from my world. Oh, this is something from my like this is how it is in my world. This and that, and then he meets who's behind it all, and he's like, oh, I never thought she would actually turn this into a billion dollar empire. That's great. And or like yeah. look, picks up Trump, books, but- Dragon Ball one, you know, <laughs> like like reading the t- yeah. titles. It's like no, this is clear plagiarism. And then he sees who does it. And he's like, have you no shame? You just straight up pawned (laughs) off everything that I told you as your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. The, the piano music completely a rip off. Yep. Everything. The names are the same. He did nothing. Names didn't even change. It's like, all right. It wasn't wasn't little red riding hood. It was uh, little red riding cowl or something. Something, something like that. But but the thing is, and and to to kind of help clarify, like the eminence of shadow is meant to be someone that you don't always see, right? And so they are taking that his shadow garden that he created. He, he's taking that and he's completely running with it. Now the per- primary thing is at the beginning of the show, you're learning like he saves one person, he's able to reverse the effects of whatever's happening to them, and it actually is a curse. Uh, what's happening to them because they do have. Uh, bl- heroes of the bl- uh, blood of the heroes passing through their veins. Um, and he thought he was spouting off nonsense. And there is a cult of Diablos, which he thought he'd completely made up. And so while all his, everyone that he saved that he made into the shadow garden and everything like that, he's made it. So like everything that he's saying is it's true. Now I got a weird question with that. You remember in the very beginning when he was talking about, um, the cult of Diablo and he was like making it up. Yeah. He was drawing inspiration from some of the um, barrels in the background where he got the name from. Yeah. Like he saw the, the, not the insignia, but it reminded him of a story he had heard. Right. Now, well, he heard the fairy tale. So he picked up the fairy tale and then he looked at the back and saw like a devilish creature on there. And so he's like, ah, oh, cult of Diablo. That's it. Okay. Little did he know he was hitting it right on the nose. Oh, like, we, that's why I think he died because everything he said, he did was die. Crazily accurate. He did and, die. No, well, like, did you not see heaven. the big splash of blood from Trump? Not initially, no. No, like, that was that was like episode whatever. But, they showed it even at the big episode one. Like they showed episode one, the aftermath of Truck Coon at the end yeah, of the it. Aftermath. You saw the blood everywhere. Like, like. <laughs> He was dead. He would kill. He truck truck I mean, did his I, job I, very I well. That. Truck, you are correct. Truck did his job However, well. like we're all going off the assumption that he didn't go to heaven. Like he went to a different world. And I was saying that it looks like it feels like because we even when he makes a mistake, it's not a mistake. He happenstances into everything. Plot armor is his only armor. Plot you know what slime I mean? is his mm. armor. Plot slime. Yeah, that's what he's got. Slime. 
Right. Quick, weird yes. idea. Yes. What's his real power? Um, and, I mean, and don't go, shadow I magic? atomic. Shadow magic. Shadow okay. Magic. Can he create slimes? I don't know. Why are you asking me? I didn't get that from the show. All I know is he's wrapped in either, slime. All I know is he's wrapped in slime and he passes off his slime to other people who wrap themselves in slime. He does so with dark magic. So that's why I was thinking maybe that's part of his magic because in the no magic zone, whatever like that, he couldn't call forth his slime. To be fair, it, it saps it to a certain frequency, right? And they did did talk about it. So even he wasn't able to fully utilize his magic, but he was able mm-hmm. to utilize a little bit of it. So it, it's mm-hmm. and everyone else that was also there too had difficulty using magic when they were inside the area as well. But they were able and to their slimes got their slimes right. were disappearing too. Right, but they were also able to help or or control it or use enough magic to be able to rectify it or figure out how to kind of get around it, but not effectively. I mean, I, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of my point to it. Unless they are able to, like, conjure slime themselves, or the slime is just strong enough to be their clothes, however they deem it, like a pet of some kind. Like That's why I was asking, like, what is his technical power? Because he, he passes off the these, these slime, yeah, so I, I get that. But on the slime adheres to his will, to whoever he passes it to, to their will. How big is this slime that he can keep basically... Um, osmo- not osmosising, um, dividing and separating the slime and to, to, to have everybody have their own right. version so of let's, this slime. Let's talk about this, right? Did, you, did they talk about that at all on the show? I feel like you're trying to have a scapegoat because I don't believe did, they did. Exactly, because they didn't. They didn't talk about it in the show. You're trying to get answers for things that they didn't talk about. That we don't have well, answers. Move past it. Move on. Well, here, Move on. Re- I have a reason no, for it. No, no, I, I have, bad, and, bad. And my reason bad, is Soma. Bad. It's all about that level four power. Level four. <laughs> level four. It, it's very, very. Because you remember the flat-chested chick who was like, "Boobs are it. Boobs are what what makes the world go round, and boobs are power." Right. And she uses extra slime for that particular area. Yes. And. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Look, all we off. know is that he's he and not only him, but others are able to pass off slime as well. So it's not just him. We don't know the technical details of it or anything like that. He he uh all he does is he just gets powerful and more powerful and more powerful. Uh CJ in our chat says he uh when he first reincarnated, he goes on a mad tier of learning uh learning magic. He found out about uh how slime work. And it's very quick, but it's uh, an episode like two, maybe three, which to be fair, I mean, like, yeah, um, that's about it. I mean, like, but they don't, they don't go into a lot of details about it. They don't, and they're not going to go into details about his magic, which is, I know what you're really trying to get, get at is his magic is just God tier magic. His, his magic is just overwhelming. And he is, he is top tier. He is the eminence in shadow. The eminence in shadow is someone that's all powerful. Now, no, I agree with you, and I think that you are correct in that matter. I feel like maybe later on, from the people that are there that are moving forward, they will eventually get to a strength or or get to a point to where they can become more powerful than him or or find a way to be able to take him down. I feel like it'll lead to that. I can see that happening. Kind of, sort of, maybe, you know? My whole thing is, he's strong. All yes. right, cool. What happens... If 
let's just say big fat for instance he gets to a point where he can't not necessarily rely on other people because that's all he does but he gets to a point where he can't he can't be ignorant of the happenings around him anymore does that make sense say that again so he goes through this whole thing ignorant of what's actually happening who's involved what they're doing stuff like that right do you think it'll get to a point where he won't be able to ignore it well they even they said they even commented on him being coming more active towards the end okay and that was the whole purpose of doing what he was doing he's his main character is the background character right yeah in his own mind that's exactly what he is he's like so OP, he's like, I'm the background character because part of the Eminence's shadow is the most unassuming person possible is the one that is ultimately the most powerful. And so when he's at the tournament, right, you have a gold eagle or whatever his name was. Um, he didn't even realize that every time he looked at him, his power level kept dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. It's like, that would send a red flag to me that someone oh, like when I first first looked at him, he was here, then he's here, now he's here, now he's here. Uh I would send that would send up some major red flags for me. Oh, one hundred percent. You want to give me a, basically a scouter and have me see this guy who keeps winning, mind you, just keep dropping in levels. Well unless I'm stupidly overconfident, there's no real way. Well, to be fair, he only saw him fight the one time. He didn't see him fight any other time. And the one time he did see him fight, it was just assumed that the guy fell. He tripped and fell. Okay. That's why. I don't know. It just seems, it seems a bit suspect. Yeah, well, what's suspect is that he was at like 25, then 22, then 19, then 17. 17. <laughs> so. Oh, man. No, it, it's, it's really awesome. And I, I, I appreciate the show for what it is. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that it shows up and it delivers on everything you were expecting. Yes. And it li- not only that, the thing, one of the things about the character is about our main character, Sid, is I don't think it's that he doesn't realize what's going on around him. I think what it is, is he's got this illusion that the people around him are just like being nice to him to a point to help keep the quote unquote cult of Diablo thing alive. And then it's like eventually getting to a point to where he sees things happening where he just wants to kind of involve himself in it. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback off of that, um, (laughs) every time they show up, even though he's supposedly recruiting these potential nobodies, he's like, well, you gotta, you need to know how to protect yourself. So I'm going to give you a little bit of Taekwondo training. And yeah, you know, you're good at cooking. And I used to have this treat, basically cocoa powder and sugar. And oh, yeah, let me tell you these stories to entertain you. Turns yeah. into a best selling novel. Right. Like we had already and talked about the, the we already t- but, shadow but knowledge. Every, every person he's he's been in contact with seems to turn into this absolute to be beast. fair. To be fair, not every person that he's in contact with. And and they keep referencing this to the seven, the seven people, the seven that he actually personally trained, the seven that he imparted a specific part of his knowledge onto that he trained in a very particular way. One was for business. One was for fighting. One was for uh, like in general, like 
knowledge for the world. Another one was science. The other one was for writing and stories and things like that. The other one was for music. And it's not that he gave the stories and trained them. It's like, here's some inspiration for you. Here's some music that I will teach you for teach you, you know, to help you out. And they took that and ran with it. They became very prominent, very, very the top in their fields. They became, you know, the main pianist, across the world where their music and they're playing for people and Kings and Queens and countries and diplomats and everything like that. Another one has books and books and they're one of the most widely known individuals and they're very prominent and very knowledgeable in everything that they do. So, and then you have, you know, the business side of it where they're like, we will do anything to get you to come to our area because we feel like you being there will help revitalize our area will help us grow. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head, and it's just awkward in my mind that he was able to find somehow these. I I realize they're not, but I'm going to call them perfect beings. You know, it feels like everyone that he was able to save, let's call it. And I don't even think he was his original intention when he saved Alpha. I, I think he was just like, "Ooh, this thing has a massive amount of energy, and I'm going to." Basically, on it. Uh, experiment with it. And that's exactly and what he her. said. That's exactly what he said, though. So it's not oh. that it's not that you got a feeling. He's like, oh, I'll just keep it in here and experiment with it. And it's like, oh, look, it worked. Oh, wow. You can actually do this. It's <laughs> I surprised. That. Yeah. So it's not I, that. I did watch it subbed. So I, I watched it subbed and then I watched it again, dubbed with the subtitles to see how it matched. And I'll tell you this. The subs are far better in the voice acting than the, the dubs were. Oh, okay. I was going to say, was it funny or was it be- like, was uh, there a difference? Uh, they had some subtle language difference or uh, verbiage differences, but that's about it. Like inflection? Mm, kind of like how they said certain things or added a couple of words, took away a couple of words, things like that. Okay. Anything like massively important? No, you think? it's, that's why I said it's, that's why I didn't, didn't delve into it. I was just saying I watched it both <laughs> ways. Well, I mean, so the reason why I ask that is I don't think I've ever seen a regular, not a regular, a, I don't think I've ever seen a um, a show deviate too far, except for, of course, um, oh, crap, what was it? My First Girlfriend's a Gal or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everything about this, it, it, it feels it, it feels very um, juvenile harem. And I don't necessarily, I realize that there's probably harem in, in the tags and whatnot but he's not a proper like nothing happens he's not interested in anybody they're not quite fawning over him as they would in in other shows you know well it's not it's not classified as a harem while there are women in the thing he's one not surrounding himself by women purposefully he's not pursuing anyone and no one's pursuing him in that regard either so you can't classify it as a harem like that's not the goal princesses were, were after him one princess was after him but that had more so to do with her very particular unique situation and same thing for another one. But again, they ended up diverging and being focused entirely on someone else for a different reason entirely. One was drawn to him because of how he was. But again, you can't really classify this this as a harem because when it's a harem, he's constantly surrounded by the women. He's constantly being in a very questionable circumstance the whole Mm -hmm. time. And he wasn't. 
Like even in the point where he walks in the bath naked and the princess is there and she's freaking out. He's just sitting there relaxing and he calls her out on it. He's like, I make it a point not to stare at people. It makes the bath uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, but again, I mean, like anyone would be weirded out about someone walking into a bath naked. That's of the opposite gender. I but agree you to wouldn't disagree be, on this. You, you wouldn't be. Oh, 100% I would. Okay. But I'm not there. I would be. I would have played this whole thing so far differently. It's not even funny, right? But that's um, you, exactly. That that's kind of the point I'm saying. Like it, it, it's not about me. And what the reason why I say that he had two princesses after him. The first one, the silver-haired one, the one that was also trying to get a glimpse at his um, his well, manhood he, because he was, was in there naked, like. He, you can't, you can't say that, this is she was after him. She was like, oh, I would totally like to continue dating you and then got pissed off about it. And yeah, she has some mixed feelings because they spent time together. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can't say that she was fawning over him and actively pursuing him because she wasn't. Yeah, she still had some feelings for him. But again, you can't classify this as a harem. This was in, in okay. no way the makings of a harem. I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from that. Okay. Because um, I, I do agree. It was not a harem. It's just there was a remark. That oh, mundane man who he who he impersonates and takes over their identity at the end. Yes. <laughs> ironic naming, um, like perv ass hat. Yeah, pervy ass hat. That was awesome. Perv ass hat. But, Don't um, get it pervy. He wasn't pervy. He was perv ass hat. Oh, I thought his full name was pervy ass hat. No, his name was perv ass hat. Perv ass hat. Okay. Um. So going back to it, that so he was there was remarked that oh he might be part of that uh, that that group and the immediate response was no he's a male they're all female which right. means that in my mind the heroes were a, all female no the part of the shadow garden was all female no i'm saying the heroes were all female fair and would you say that the the demon the female lady was uh, attracted to him in any way shape or form probably not he tried to kiss him at the end but fair and my thought process on it was here's why I thought it had the ability to potentially be a harem, full female um, entourage, everybody that he can, that he works with and is interacting as a main character, female, the bad person kind of falls for him, female, the hero. Yeah. I really can't say much about the hero. Yes. Female, but not, not that way. Um, but again, there was no actual tension there, which is why I thought, it had the potential to be, it could be something in the future. Um, so the I, one I person that weird... was fa- started falling for him was a misunderstanding of feelings because chocolates were meant to be very expensive. And so she felt like he had feelings for her. And then it was like, Oh, I want to be friends with you. Yay. We are friends now. And that's how that broke out. Right. And okay. friends were specifically stated. So you can't really romanticize that because they're friends. The princess had dated him for a couple of weeks and, and because of how he was, she was drawn to that because he didn't care about her status or anything like that. He gave mm-hmm. her a, re- a completely authentic and true reaction. So you can't count I actually didn't that think about those. You're adding huh? more women than I was thinking, but yeah, that's, that's true. So the female scientist, the right. first princess, the blonde haired princess. Well, you brought those up I the first. Think- you, you, you specifically stated the princesses and that the, bl- the princesses princess. And that's why. So it's not that I was bringing them up. I was re-encountering what you well, were saying. You, you brought up the, the pink-haired chick. Yes. But yes. 
so at the very end, I feel like um, the golden haired princess was still fawning over him, was still in love with him. She was fawning over him because of what he said. And being that she was at a very vulnerable state that would put anyone in a, in that kind of mentality where she feels like she's losing everything, losing everyone. She's like, if I do this thing, like, will you still be there for me? Will you still care for me? And he gives her a, a backwards answer. Right. He's like, yeah, okay. I'll be there for you. And that's honestly, that's all it really takes. I mean, like if you're in that kind of a vulnerable state, it doesn't really matter beyond that point. Well, who knows? Maybe what I just said was inaccurate and nobody ever cared for him. Oh no. People totally care for him. People totally care for him. It's just, there's only probably maybe two people that are romanticized over him is what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying like, I don't think everyone's romanticizing him. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I, I was thinking more along the lines of, like uh, un, uh, the outside looking in because the comment was made that, oh, it's not possible. This guy can't be part of it because they're all chicks, which typically in most anime, um, that's a harem. Like it's it's the makings of a of a harem where protagonist is surrounded by all women and stuff like that. So that's why I said there was potential. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that it, that that's not going to happen. I'm just saying that this wasn't the focus of the anime. No, this definitely was not the focus of the anime. Focus of the anime was freaking awesome. Right. So let's um, maybe focus on the focus of the anime rather than what you want, which is <laughs> the harem love story that you're wanting that didn't happen in this. There's still potential. You don't know yet. Season two is coming up. I didn't say it wasn't possible. I said that wasn't the focus of the story. I said, let's focus on the story. All right. Yeah, we're not going to. Not going to what? Unfortunately. Like, we're not going to agree completely on it. What, that, you know, that wasn't the to. focus of the story? You're right. I feel like it was it's a really not. big, like, it it's was It's not even listed thing. anywhere as a possible for it. So it's, every, like, nowhere. This, in this anime, for, for he this. ends up, like, turning away at every turn from main character parts, main character energy, right. yes. which is his whole shtick, yes. and it's kind of funny, but it, he can't get out of it because he's still thrust into... Both princesses, I, I keep going back to it, I know, like picking him out and making him a focal point of everybody. Well, it's not just the princesses that are making him the focal point of everybody. It's certain situations that are doing it. He was invited to a particular area thanks to Alpha, not a princess. I guess. You guess? But didn't, I was going to say, didn't the princess make him part of, you're talking about the goddess. Yeah, no, the princess didn't tournament. make him a part of it. Because the princesses were shocked in? too. How did his name get dropped in in the in the thing then? That's what he would like to know. I thought the golden-haired princess is the one that threw him in there because she wanted to see him fight. The I'm pretty sure the golden-haired princess was also very shocked as well because he went and, he didn't even win against her. Why would she want him to go and fight where he could die? Well, because she was over fantasizing it saying something to the effect of um our level over these are just trials and tribulations to prove that we're meant for each other that our level overcome and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, like no, this is she just didn't one throw more it extra in. trial to prove we're right. No, she all she did was sit there and then get shocked as to why his name was being called too. Ah, then I completely misunderstood the the meaning behind it. So while but, you sit there and romanticize and and try to turn this into something it's not, let's continue on with the story. Something that's not yet. I didn't say anything about season two. I'm talking about season one. I'm talking about what we watched. I'm not talking about the future. Okay, okay. I'm talking about what we watched. 
I, I'm, I'm not laugh. saying my season two comes out. It's nothing but like I'm gonna laugh so hard if it moves in the total opposite direction of where you're wanting it to go. I will laugh so hard. I don't know if it's where I want it to go, but it'd be humorous. You're so focused on it. It is exactly where you want it to go. Hey, tomato, tomato. I mean, like, you're so hard hard up on, on making it a reality. <laughs> it's like, she, mm. she sneezed. Obviously, she has a thing for that guy. Obviously. Obviously. Oh, well. So, what, in your mind, was the best name as far as the characters go? I need you to clarify your question, sir. Okay, did you like Mundane Man over Pervy Asshat as far as the naming goes? Oh, I thought it was a mistranslation when I saw Perv Asshat. Perv is his name. Perv. <laughs> Perv. Not Pervy. Perv. Perv, yeah. You thought it was a mistranslation. I, I thought, thought it was, was too. Yeah, and then I watched it in <laughs> dubs. I was like, oh no, that's that's really his name. All right then. Oh man. No, they like, did have some the- fun with the names in here and they did have some fun in general with the show. So, I mean, like it, it shows that they're not completely, uh, they don't take themselves too seriously. Exactly. That makes sense. And it, it's, it's, it's a good show. It's humorous. It's right. in all the good and all the best spots. It's, uh, not as action packed as I was expecting it to be, to be perfectly honest, but I feel like it was done very well. There's a few issues that I had with it. Um, for instance, whenever he plays the piano, um, after a certain point, there's always feathers from some thing, and the feathers you mean are a just whole two times. Hey, was I still was I wrong? Yeah, because they showed oh. him playing the piano in the original world, and there weren't any feathers mm-hmm. there. And what I said was when it started when like the, when he started doing it and he started doing the feathers for some reason he always had feathers around him whenever he played the piano and i pointed out a time when he was playing the piano and he didn't have feathers around him you're right but i was saying from when he started doing the feathers they were always around him so you're right before he started the feathers they weren't there but after he started the feathers they were always there whenever he was playing the piano and it was only two times but that's i thought was kind of odd was that part of the slime thing as well possibly no there were just feathers there why does it matter? It to me it matters because it annoys me because I didn't see any birds. You trying to make sense of something when it when you don't need to try and make sense of it has always been your downfall. Why did he blink that way? I don't know. Does it matter? I'm yes, it matters. What's there, what's it matters. It matters. It blinked wrong. He didn't do it right. He blinked left and right instead of right and left. I'm like, just it saying. Matter. What does it matter? He had feathers there. Who cares? It's part of the ambiance. His whole thing was part of the eminence and shadow. He decorated his whole room for a three second encounter where he had a letter. Like, does it (laughs) really matter? Like if there's feathers there, he stole the piano, placed it in an area that he had destroyed Mm -hmm. to play the piano. (laughs) Does it really matter why there's feathers there? No, no, it does not. I I don't, it doesn't even remotely say for sure. I know for a fact it does not matter. And because why was one of them black? <gasps> did you think about that? I did. <sighs> I was going to ask you about it. Yeah, you want to know what I think? I think it doesn't matter. I think it doesn't matter. Even though it was only one thing and it appeared after he left to signify his leaving. Yeah, you you, you know what I really think? I think you're going to backpedal a little bit? I think it doesn't matter. I think, I think <laughs> it don't matter one bit. I think it's feathers. From all the birds that were around them beforehand, because where they were was water above them. Now there's no water. And he used the opportunity. Where did the feathers come from? If there was, 
Birds. No, there's no belong underwater. No, they're not underwater. It used to be underwater, and then he made a big hole. And now it's no longer water there. So it used to be underwater, and then he made a hole in the ceiling, and now it's no longer underwater, but it's also not flooded. Right, because when you make a giant-ass beam of light that destroys everything and pushes the water into the town, obviously the water would be right there still. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It would not go to the lowest point and then start How do you know the lowest point lake. wasn't where he forced it out of? Because he was underneath the lake. And? But there's did you a not lake, see it has to be the where the water point. was after he did that? Where was it? No, I didn't. Oh, it was in the town. That's why people were in boats and things like that and trying to save themselves. It was in the town. Because where he was, where they were, in case you forgot, they went to the underground laboratory sanctuary. Mm-hmm. That's where he was. That's where he destroyed it. So the anime's uh, did, not going to make any logic. Right. I mean, like, I'm sorry. Are you looking for realism in an anime? In a fictitious world? <laughs> well, you just asked me. You asked like, me. Maybe like, it's not the lowest place, real? but it was underwater. Or it was underwater to begin with. No, he, he is at he a point a to where he was... Make a bigger deep. No, what I said was, where he was used to be underwater. And when I say mm-hmm. he used to be underwater, I am specifically talking about Sanctuary, because that's where he was. He was at where mm-hmm. the demon uh, lord's hand, uh, left arm, right arm, whatever arm yeah, was. Yeah, something like that, left arm. Right. That's where he was. Unless I'm mistaken for the no, giant right. tablet that was destroyed with the chains and the things right there. But no, You were 100% right as to his location. I'm just saying okay. if it was underneath the lake. So what he did was when he destroyed it, right, mm-hmm. you saw the water starting to bubble up and everything like that. Okay, yeah. and the the roof on him pro- got popped out like a cork from his magic, so it mm-hmm. created this giant wall that was pushing and destroying everything in its wake away from him. Correct. I, into I agree this, with that. Into the town and everything like that. So what I'm saying mm-hmm. is the town had areas that was lower than where the original surface of water was. I get that, and I understand what you're saying. I just... If the lake was higher than the river, than the town. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. What does it matter, man? I'm just saying it's not going to make any sense. It's okay. So let me put it to you like this. He was in an underground Mm -hmm. layer. There were feathers. He played a piano. Correct. He magically empowered the princess that made her badass for a moment. And then he moved on with his life. On that note, do you really think he made her more powerful or he just made her more confident and she used her own power? Because I didn't see her using anything black after that. All I said was make her more badass. I didn't specify how. Mm. I thought it was more powerful for a moment, is what you said. No, I said more badass. Okay, that works. Anyway, I think we're getting into more semantics than anything else. Because that's what Um, you like to focus on. Well, because the the show is detail-oriented most of the time, and then it's not in the weirdest places. You focus on it, man. You gotta... Who's Fraba, man? You gotta, you just gotta Who's let Fraba? it go. You gotta let go. Like, who cares? Mm. Who cares which way the hair is parted? Who cares? It's not that insignificant. It is very insignificant. Why was there rain in the scene? I don't know. Why not? Does it matter? Yes, it does. Okay, cool. But why does it matter? Like, why? Why? Like, I want to know. Like, this is my question to you, man. Like, I want to mm-hmm. know why it matters to you. Why does it matter to you so bad? Because everything else, most of everything else up to that point made sense. There was a reason for it. And it was the, the, there was a slight reason for him to spend a bunch of money to create the scene. And it was for ambiotic effect. But they show him building that up. They, they didn't show, show him, show him doing him all that stuff. 
they they showed him getting money because he was talking about how he needs mm-hmm. the money, and then but they show then him he getting the room ready. Stole the piano, and he had talked about how it would be the perfect ambient scene for him to be in a room mystically playing the piano, and that's exactly what he did. So he thought it would be very mystical and fantastic and awe-inspiring to have feathers there. Again, maybe I missed that when I was watching it. What, when he said he was talking about how the perfect scene for playing the Moonlight Serenade? Oh, no, I got that, but with the, the feathers and whatnot. That would be a part Usually of the ambiance. Why would it matter? Like, why did he have Egyptian dogs there? Why was he drinking wine when he's clearly underaged? That didn't bother you? Egyptian dogs? Yeah. No, not at all. Okay. He's, he's, he's from a noble family. They would drink from the beginning. And it didn't look like it was completely a modern area. So, yeah, there's wisdom in wine. There's courage in beer. And there's bacteria in water. A very famous saying from... Uh, We're talking about a world where there's magic and they talk about uh, things in general that are beyond the comprehension. And they're, they're having a modern world era type going on. So I don't think okay. you can hold real world logic to an anime in a world where there's magic, where they also have, I feel fairly advanced science to a degree, considering the fact that they had advanced technology for the, for the cult of Diablo. See, the weird part of that is I feel like it was like a world war four scenario where the world advanced to a certain point and then made a big mistake and lost all that technology, except for a certain group of people. And that all the all the super powerful things are just relics from the past that they're still able to access somehow. Right. So so what you're saying is that they selectively went back and said, oh, the logic is, is that water is bad now instead of like maintaining the mentality that water is not bad. No, water has always been good, but it's always been unless you boil it and cool it down. Right. And for a fairly advanced civilization who's who would be able to carry that on and have books and modern technology and things like that, you would I feel like now who's using logic pretty and, and sure, stuff. Pretty sure that they would also keep that. And the reason why I'm using that logic is because I know that you're gonna focus because you're trying to use the logic of, well, you know, they have this where alcohol is good because of this and water is bad and has bacteria. Fine. Let's use that logic and let's proceed forward with your logic in that they had advancements, they had science. And why would they revert back to uh, older time for not having palatable water when they always have had it for the longest period of time? Then in that case, you, you probably right, but I'll go back with the whole he's a noble and that's not uncommon. Right. So shouldn't be at least shouldn't be, shouldn't be. So, Mm. so again, the real world logic or the manners of which it's going on in the show and, and the escalation of it is, is kind of irrelevant because everything is done for ambiance. Wouldn't you agree when he's in his shadow mode, the whole reason why he even went through the whole process of becoming mundane man is specifically for that big reveal that that like ta-da i'm actually a really powerful guy it was like the whole lead up for it that's true everything is for the shadow everything is for the shadow for the show of the shadow um the show of the shadow yeah 
I will say this, like the dude, when he, at the end, when he flexes, it is magnificent. Like he's having yeah. fun. He's fighting, uh, Beatrix and princess Iris at the end. And princess Iris straight up says, says to him, all right, why are you running away? And he just goes running away. Who's running away and from who? like because she makes the comment oh you know you're gonna you're trying to run away there's nowhere for you to hide or anything like that and he just straight on flexes hard he just flexes unleashes his like ultimate but not ultimate power but like lets his aura seep out and cover everything and he's like run from you <laughs> no you can't run from me it's like I, I don't know I don't know who you think you are but uh there ain't no running going on here i'm just simply bored of this so i'm going to walk away and if you think i will lose to you i will just destroy your whole kingdom and then who will be left to quote unquote chase me and that's such an awesome thing right i'll destroy the whole kingdom then who will chase me oh like because that's exactly what he does he's like i'm not running it's like i am literally at the point to where i could destroy you and it wouldn't matter I am atomic. That's that's such a nice that's such a nice um thing to say. It's very very close in my mind to I am the bone of my sword or, or something like that from uh Fate Stay Night. Yeah. Yeah. So just it was it was a nice saying, a really good like cherry on top in my mind. Yeah, it was But uh, he had to work his way up to it and you got to see that 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 whole process and it was awesome. Yeah. And I I'll jumping back a little bit. I loved how arrogant he was because when he was fighting as the stylish bandit slayer, um, he was like, if you're running away, that means you're a bandit. If you're standing still, that means you're a well-disciplined bandit. <laughs> oh, yep. God. He was just like, I'm killing it. It was awesome. And that killing was how you. he grew up. And yep. So cool. It was great. All right. So I think this is a good spot, sir. On a scale of up to 10, how would you rate it? I would rate this. I'd give it a... I want to say nine, but uh, it doesn't feel right. So I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Reasoning. I can't give it higher than an eight because of all of the logical flaws that I find of the things we've talked about, because I feel like, again, if it was illogical the whole way through makes perfect sense on how things happened, but I didn't get to see the lead up to it. I didn't get to see like he was showing everything before and now he was just doing. So for that reason, I, I just felt like it wasn't correct for me. All right. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me, but okay. Um, All right. For me, going with a seven. Okay. Reason why I'm going with a seven is I would have liked to see more, like, like the more happenings of what's actually going on. I would like to see his development come out of the shell more, where he gets to that point to where he is like no longer trying to play the background character. I also like feel like he can just get to a point to where, where there were certain points where I felt like he just should have just backhanded or slapped someone just to, just to flex. And he didn't, you know, and which I understand okay. why he didn't, I get why he didn't. I'm just saying, I feel like missed opportunities. Uh, 100%. I do feel like he is being purposefully ignorant of everything that's going on. Like, like, if he really wanted to understand or, or dig into it more, he would be more 
involved in everything that's going on. And I feel like he's remaining purposefully ignorant of what's happening. Okay. So, I mean, I see what you're talking about and I, I agree to a certain level because in his mind, and I think it's still just a game, right? A game that he has no real thing. And uh, maybe towards the end of the it, show or the end of the, the first season, he's like, Oh, it might actually be a thing. Well, he doesn't even say that, but doesn't even come to close to the realization of it all the way up to the end of the show. He's just still having fun. And the reason why I feel like like that, because they they amassed a, a large sum of money and he feels like he still has to sneakily take one coin. Like he could have just <laughs> immediately like, all right, cool. Grabbed a stack, popped it in his pocket and walk away. Yeah, that was like, so hilarious. I liked it. In in general, I feel like he's being purposefully moronic without meaning to. Yeah, I can see that. So, all right, sir. I can definitely see that. Next week's choice is uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime season one. Season one. So that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to it. I bet you are. (laughs) Um, So next week, uh, that's what we're going to be watching. Uh, If you uh, feel like we got something right, something wrong, did it too much justice, not enough justice, playing all just... We're a couple of dumb, dumb heads. Feel free to let us know all our contact information and everything like that's for you in the show notes. You can also go to featuredanimepodcast.com. If you want to hear some of the pre and post show that we usually do with every episode, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month will get you access to that bonus content. And if you want to buy yourself some swanky swag and uh, help support us like that, we do have some affiliate links for you in the show notes. It is very much appreciated. And you can also go to shop.featuredanimepodcast.com and purchase some swag of our own that we have on there. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.